This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Dave Glover Show with Dave, Rachel, and Kevin. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet. The flooring experts. I got floor.com. Four hundred four DGS. Happy Friday, gorgeous out there. Uh, let's do some audio. All right, your your first piece of audio, Dave, is just labeled Dracula. Okay, this is so stupid. Yesterday I played a little bit from The Simpsons. I'm just I'm just picking out stuff that makes me happy. <laughs> this fine. was this was on TikTok, and it's a toy from like the seventies, and it's a a Dracula guy, and it's sort of like a Don't Wake Daddy. But instead of daddy waking up and sitting up in the bed, wah, or operation, you put your finger in Dracula's mouth and he bites it. Oh! I want to bite your finger. It's a Dracula day. Just the clock. Just try your luck. If Dracula's cape opens, you have to put your finger in his mouth and press the lever. If he leaves a mark on your finger, you have to start over again. He didn't bite me. If you can sneak all the way around Dracula's house, you'll win the game. You're not supposed to bite people. It's a Dracula day. I want to bite your finger from Hasbro. That's screwed up, right? It's really dumb. It's completely screwed up. It is. Also, why did they have to have the dork at the end say it? Why couldn't Dracula just say that? Can you play the very first line? Because it's kind of a jam. I want to bite your finger. It's a Dracula game. I like that. I want to bite your finger. It's a Dracula game. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. That's what I did when I was little. Kind of sounds like the Oogie Boogie Man, doesn't it? What's the Oogie Boogie Man? From uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, okay. I only saw it once. Uh, we also have a super cut of Trump insulting people if you're <laughs> interested in that. It's Friday. No, let's not do that. Okay. Wheels, what's your audio? Uh, it's not as it's not a funny one. It's this it just we've talked so much about downtown St. Louis, the problems, the people running lights. We're how many what is it, 150 police officers short of where it used to that. be, something like that. Well, in Washington, DC. They're 400 police officers short of what they need to be, and this is uh, the mayor talking about that. We need more officers. We don't have the officers that we need, and sadly, we've lost three to 400 officers in the last four years. Um, we haven't had officers in our schools, and we have policies that make it difficult to create, recruit new officers. I think we're learning stuff. Huh. I think we're learning stuff. It's almost like the idea... 
that you don't need police was wrong. I am hopeful that the far left and the far right will both get spanked for different reasons and both learn lessons in the next five to ten years and we can get back to sanity. But I think that the left is getting spanked because their policies just don't work. Mm -hmm. And so if you are a big hitter in a big blue city and you implement very liberal policies and crime goes through the roof, it seems to me that the reality of crime trumps people's highfalutin values. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. So no matter how liberal a place is, if suddenly it's nothing but homeless people and people grabbing stuff while you're at Walgreens, you're pretty quickly going to say, we need to try something different. Well, so I'm hoping that that's the way that the far left's getting spanked and they're yeah. going to learn a lesson and they'll, they'll wise up a bit. I mean, the one thing you... This is the thing that you can have policies of all kinds. You can have conservative policies. You can have liberal policies. The one thing you cannot have is lawlessness. You can't. I mean, so what you can have all kinds of just say you're in a blue city, right? You're in Chicago, you're in D.C., whatever. You can have all kinds of policies that would be considered liberal. That's fine. The one you can't soften up on is lawlessness, because when people who are willing to commit crimes know they can get away with it, they're going to keep doing it. Why wouldn't you? It just doesn't make any sense to say that you're how can you think you're going to be safer without anybody to ensure safety? It's just it's the most ridiculous idea. I also have a prediction. Uh, we just talked about this in the break and I'm not trying to be anything. I'm just telling you the truth. I if I had to bet my own money, I bet that Donald Trump is the next president and Jim Jordan is the next speaker. And I think that MAGA is going to have its time and we'll see what happens. I'm not a fan of it. But we'll see what happens. But I think that they're going to have the next administration. And and like the far left getting spanked, since I'm not a fan of it, okay, uh, maybe I'll be proven wrong. And it's the greatest thing ever to happen to our country. And I'll have to eat my own words, which I'm, I've brought up shoulders that I will. But if they really do kind of run things again for the next four years, it, it'll either be the start of the rest of my life, or the end of MAGA. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Just all you have to do, if you have like a know-it-all in the room, or a guy that says, I, I should be the pitcher, put him on the mound. That's, that, is the, that is the best thing you can do. As far as, let's see what you got. Right. I'm, I don't have any feel for it either way. I'm coming at it completely like neutral, like stuck in neutral is the way I would put it, because I can't get a feel for it. Is the only... What's changed in the since 2020? Is it simply just Biden being Biden? Is that the change? I because, think if Biden were eight years younger, it would be a landslide. Well, because against, 2020 flipped and we didn't have the red wave in 2022. Right. But I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. I still, it still feels that way and none of it makes any sense to me. Yeah. Okay, my audio is not labeled, so let me let me play like one second of it really quick. <laughs> We're very working. Work okay, Ooh, it's so British. yeah, so this is Posh and David Beckham. I, I guess David Beckham has a new uh, documentary on Netflix, and this clip has gone viral. It's uh, Victoria Beckham talking about how she was raised working class, and David Beckham is like, ah, 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 tell the truth. We're very working, working class. Be day. honest. I, I am being Be honest. honest. I am being what honest. What car did your dad drive you to school in? 
So my dad... Did, no, one answer. My dad... What well, car was it? Uh, it's not a simple answer what because... What car did you get your dad to drive? It depends. No, 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 no. OK, what in the car? 80s, what? my dad had a Rolls Royce. <laughs> he goes, thank you. That's thank good. you. That's good. He's right as hell, too. Yeah, that's good. I if you were say... going to school in a Rolls Royce, you were not working right. class. And it's so annoying because a lot of times rich people will do that. They'll be like, I'm not rich at all. And it's like, you are literally driving a Rolls Royce. How can you say this right now? So I just thought it was funny. I always really liked those two together. And I, I just thought it was funny. I kind don't of know his clip. background, but he he's just like normal athlete dude, right? He didn't yeah. come from any fa- rich family yeah. or anything like that. I don't think so. Probably why he made such a point of that. Right. Like, hey. Okay, so my next piece of audio and my final piece of audio is, have you guys ever heard of Miss Rachel? No. Yes. My so, niece loves Miss Rachel. Now, she's a YouTube creator, right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, but it's a full on TV show. Like it's produced yeah. and all that. Yeah. So it's for little kids and it teaches little kids like numbers and letters and stuff. And little kids love Miss Rachel. And here she is teaching us on TikTok how to use parentese. So a way to talk to your kids that's not baby talk, but you do talk in a different tone. I just thought this was kind of interesting. Say hi in your normal voice. Hi. Now make the pitch higher. Hi. Now elongate the vowel. So the I. Hi. That's also kind of sing-songy. Hi! Now add enthusiasm and facial expressions. Hi! Hi! Uh, so, yeah. You put me in a room with Miss Rachel and the knife, and only one of us comes out within about 15 minutes. Yeah, well, she's, Oh, my God, she's, that's annoying. She's worth $10 million because plus, of all this. Plus, isn't this somehow equivalent to mansplaining? You have to tell me how to talk to my baby? That's the way everyone talks to their baby. She just invented something that was invented it's Rachel 30,000 years ago. <laughs> yeah, Rachel explaining. <laughs> that one really made me mad. Yeah. Good. I mean, because like every, be mad. Well, every kid's show ever has kind of had something like that, right? Well, that's how everyone talks to their little kids. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, Hi. You know, I knew it was going to get some kind of reaction. Yeah, and it's getting worse. Oh, that, so. oh, that yeah. voice. Yeah, I, I don't. The first voice, first her, her voice is kind of high anyway. Yeah. So and when you're going like falsely high, <laughs> you know why little kids like that kind of stuff? Because they're so friggin' stupid. <laughs> you're well, they right. Haven't seen they the don't world know yet. anything. Their What's, brains like, jello. Can you believe how little they know? <laughs> they know nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Gotta explain everything if to I them. showed you Miss Rachel and The Godfather, you're watching The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't give them enough choices. Oh, man. So that's all of our audio. Was mm. there a kid's show that was big for, uh, like, at Nick's time? What was Nick into when he was little? Hmm. For us, it was, like, Blue's Clues. Yeah, I watched a lot of Blue's Clues. Bear in the Big Blue House were, like, two don't of the big that ones. One. Yeah, that's a Disney one. Mine was Romper Room. With Miss Lois. Oh, yeah. Who had a magic mirror. Yeah, you remember when your name got called? Oh, my God, do I? <laughs> she saw me! So were you both in love with Miss Lois or what? I don't remember feeling love when love I was a little me. kid. Oh, I do. Do, do you know what Romper Room is? <laughs> no, I've never seen it. Oh, a, this lady would be like, was it, was it the beginning or the end? Where she <laughs> would end. be like, the end. She'd have like a mirror, like a looking glass. You don't like, even know Romper Room. I see Rachel. I see Johnny. And then when she'd say your name, you'd be like, yeah! <laughs> she sees yeah. me. I feel seen. And like, like, I knew it. Every episode would be all <laughs> she like, wants me. whatever, five different names. <laughs> remember Romper Stompers? No. It's like if you take two little beach buckets and turn them upside down 
and then uh, put plastic ropes on them, and you stand on them, and you walk, and you romper stump. I never had them because because they cost money, but uh, she used to sell them. Hmm. As she didn't say my name. Did Nick like Barney? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really? He uh, so he's yeah he's about the right age. My little sister liked Barney Recess, a lot. Hey Arnold, that was a long time ago. It oh, I loved it, Recess. Were you a, a Barney? Fr- you, you, you were a Barney kid, right? Loved Barney. Yeah. I oh, watched yeah. so much Barney, I was finding subplots among the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Little blonde kid. and like It's so interesting having kids, and especially having them 10 years apart, because I was super into Little Bear. with You know, it's like you yeah, watch what yeah. your kids watch. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm, I'm joking, obviously, about babies only watch stuff because they're stupid. But when you have a baby, you end up watching mostly that like you I watched way more little oh my God, yeah. than I did any like Seinfeld or something when Phoebe was little because that's what she was watching. I was so thankful in 1999 when my daughter was 2 going on 3 and SpongeBob came out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cuz she liked SpongeBob and that I like SpongeBob mm-hmm. cuz it was funny. Have you guys ever seen Coco Melon? Are you familiar with no. Coco Melon? Only the name. No. It is it, it almost puts these kids in a trance or something. It's so crazy. They just take, n- like, nursery rhyme songs, and they slow them down. And then it's, like, a I think kind of a creepy-looking little kid. I think his name is JJ. But he lives with his family, and everything's very slow and very exaggerated and very drawn out. And after about 20 minutes of watching it, as an adult, you feel crazy. Yeah. Oh, speaking remember, of feeling crazy. <clears throat> go ahead. Teletubbies. Oh, yeah. Never had to do much of those. Oh, the worst. Because it came out when my daughter was a year old. Mm. And that's who likes it. Like, young kids. Yeah, like, we year, year and a half. We the Little Einsteins scam. Uh, a lot of that. And then I remember when Nick was a baby and I was getting up with him at night. And uh, the next morning his mom got up and I cried and said, I think I'm losing it because I... <laughs> I, I feel like I saw a show last night called Bananas in Pajamas. <laughs> and it was a real show, but yeah. I thought I had lost it. In pajamas. And then I think it was Nick had a show he liked called, uh, it wasn't Soul Train, but it was something like that. And it was set on like a caboose and there was a guy and there was a lady. And I was watching it with Nick or Phoebe one. I can't remember, but the lady was super hot. That was always really <laughs> uncomfortable for me. I'm like, hey, let's watch that Soul Train show, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is this thing hot? <laughs> Dave's confessions on Friday afternoon. <laughs> Look, what are you going to do? What about this? What if we take a break? <laughs> Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Claiborne call in, talk some sports with him. Um, you guys remember, it could be five years ago, it could be ten, I, I, have, I have no reference, but when the teacher was in Mexico and she was dancing and twerking yes. and it went viral and she got fired, you remember that, Rach? Uh-huh. Um, so there's a new version of that here in Missouri in St. Clair where a 28-year-old, very attractive high school teacher, female, uh, was outed by an adult, uh, probably a, a dad, uh, who saw her OnlyFans page. And so big kerfuffle ensued and she resigned and she said, look, there's no way I can go back and it just wouldn't be right. It would just be constant mayhem. Thoughts? Is that the right thing? Uh, should people have a personal life, be able to do what they want to do? I think you should have a personal life and be able to do what you want to do. But it, there's a bit of a conflict of interest when you're working with children and also creating and distributing pornography. I see why there's a it's not as if she's just like working in an office so building. That she's <laughs> a high school teacher, right? Yeah. I think that makes it, it, makes hard, it more difficult Yeah, because they get it. Yeah. If it's. First graders, they don't even. It's not even going to come to their mind. They're never going to know about it unless their parents say something. But once something like that gets out at a high school, it's all anybody's going to know and talk about. I think she made. That's probably the wise decision to just be like, you know, like it, it's just not worth it to keep doing it. But what I found, what struck me about it, that's sad, is she did it because she couldn't pay her student loans mm-hmm. from all the schools she needed to have to be a teacher, and the teacher's salary doesn't enable you to take care of that. And she was making something like $8,000 a month doing the OnlyFans and like $40,000 a year to teach. Mm-hmm. That's the striking thing to me. We just don't take care of teachers. I mean, you have to go to school to do it. You have to go to college to do it. You're going to be saddled with student loans. How are you paying student loans back on $40,000 a year? If, especially if you have a family. I don't know if she does or not. I know she's married. I don't know if they have any kids or not. I didn't look that far into it. But like... That seems kind of... Would, would you guys, this may be uncomfortable, it may be hard to be truthful, but would you judge a friend who had an OnlyFans? No. Mm, being 100% honest, I would, I would be very curious to see it, first of all, to see what kind of content they were making. Um, just the way society is moving, I guess it's become more and more normalized. But think of 20 years ago if someone oh. had something like that. It would just be yeah. a totally different situation. Uh, there's a uh, girl that was a classmate of mine in college who was a stripper. That's how she paid her way through college. And she was a normal student. She just liked the rest of us, except she, unfortunately, for her, I mean, she loved her kid. But for the circumstance, she had a kid when she was like 19. So she had to support a kid, go to college, and do all of that. And that was the only way she could make the money. 
And there were people that joked about it, but she was, we were in, I can't remember what class it was. I was broadcasting something or other. And she just like, no big deal. That's, I, that's the way it is. That's the only way I can do the things I need to do. Maybe I'm weird because I put way less judgment towards the stripping situation than I do towards OnlyFans. Maybe mm. it's because I, I just, maybe I just have a little bit of a problem with OnlyFans because it's marketed to young women as like this liberating thing yeah. and this way to like free up your life, make tons of money on the side, no downsides. Well, I got news for you. There's downsides. Yeah. And this teacher just found out about the downside. She's now... Well, she's probably getting a ton of business right now to her OnlyFans because she's mm -hmm. getting all this publicity, but she lost her job, and now people who she probably didn't want to know about the the side gig know about it, yeah. and it's a whole thing. Um, so, yeah, maybe I have a problem more with OnlyFans itself because whenever you talk about like, your friend who is a stripper, I have no, you know, I, I'm not over here going like, wow. But with OnlyFans, I, I, I just feel like we've normalized it in a way that is dangerous. I think it's fine for some people, but I think there are people getting caught. There are young women getting caught up with it that don't understand the ramifications Every of what they're doing. Every time you hear about it, it's I made three million dollars. I only you don't hear about the others. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say because I can tr I can honestly say I've never even looked at at it. Like I just I haven't. Um, but it it makes you feel stupid for not having one. And so I'm hoping that there are a lot of people out there not making money on it. You know, I think there are plenty. Of it has people to be like anything else, right? Right, right. It has to be like anybody who's trying to make money as a social media influencer. If you're trying on YouTube or TikTok, I got to believe in all of those cases, the yeah, failure rate has to be higher than the success rate. Right. Pornography, as we know, always has and currently and probably always will have a special place in the business world. Like it's not like. Uh, opening Good a point. Smoothie King franchise. Well, it's called the oldest profession for yeah. a reason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just wondered, like, maybe there is that much appetite for it and that many people, it's not exclusively a, a guy's thing, but that much of an appetite that pretty much anyone can, like, hang a shingle and start making money. I don't know. I just, I just know that, like, the in all of the cases, whether it was the girl I knew in college or it's, in, it's just... I wish it wasn't, quote unquote, the only good option to cover your bills. You know, like, again, if a teacher is working full time and, and not making enough to pay off student loans that are required to get that job, well, then how are you going to incentivize future teachers to want to go do that if they're going to be in debt for 15, 20 years when they get out of college? And you're already, I mean, not only are you not making a ton, but then you're also in debt on top of that. Yep. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back, guys. DGS and KMOX. Happy Friday to you. Rare treat. We have our buddy Michael Claiborne uh, tuning in with us. He'll be doing Sports Open Line tonight. Mike, good to talk to you, pal. You know, the last time somebody called me Michael, I was in trouble. Well, you are. <laughs> my mother would call me by my full name. You scared me. I thought I'd done something wrong. Yeah. But other than that, all is good considering, man. It's, it's been a very challenging month or so. But, uh, you know, we, we're kind of easing into things, so to say. Yeah, tell us about that. I know you recently had some surgery. Tell us what you're comfortable with. Yeah, man. You know, I, I had this hip problem for like the last, I guess, three, four years. And it just came to a point where I had to get something done. And, you know, I'd, I'd done a few different things. I had some great doctors working with me, but they were like, okay, enough is enough. You're going to have to do this. So I did it, had a hip replacement. Mm -hmm. and, the, and everybody tells you that the first thing you'll notice, you won't be in any pain, which is true. Mm -hmm. But they didn't tell you how stiff and sore you were going to be. Mm. So I was a little stiff. So me thinking that I'm still like Carl Walinda at an early age, <laughs> uh, reach for something and took a fall. Oh, no. So now I'm laying on the floor. Oh. I feel like I'm looking for my clap on, you know, I fall and I can't get, get up. You got a clapper. Oh. And you know what? I, got, I went right to Amazon. I got three of them. <laughs> uh, so, so the kicker was my good friend Howard Richards said, all right, when you were laying on the floor helpless, who did you call, mommy or your girlfriend? And, uh, you know, and I, I said none of them because I didn't think they'd answer, you know, but it was one of those things. But, you know, I, you, you, you do a lot of binge watching. You read everything. You, you're sick of watching TV because the same the news cycle continues. But uh, it, it's good. So when they said, hey, you want to do sports open line? And I, I say, hell yeah, let's do it. Let's have some fun. <laughs> Back uh, when Bolger and I were hanging out when he was a player, and, and you guys may remember this, he hurt his finger really bad, and he went to see another great friend of mine, Dr. Rob Hagen, who's a hand surgeon, and at one point he had to have uh, a metal rod hammered into his oh. index finger. And he said he was laying there on the table, and Doc Hagen's about to start hammering, and Doc had a nurse who was like an older woman, and she's like, now, Mark? You get uncomfortable, you grab my hand, and I'm going to help you through this. And Mike said he's thinking, I'm an NFL quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and Hagen started pounding. He's like, I reached for her hand, oh, and no. I squeezed it so hard. Like, those things, oh, those things hurt, man. Listen, I, I, have a, I have a needle phobia. So even just putting the IV in is always an adventure for me. Oh, so you and me both. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, listen, Doc, I know it's Monday. If I wake up like Wednesday afternoon, do whatever you need to do. So when I had to have the, the stress test, I couldn't get on the treadmill because you have to run. And I mm -hmm. couldn't run because of the hip. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, we'll inject this stuff in you and we'll be able to do it. I was like, inject? Hold on. Let's get a time out here. You know, I didn't, I didn't have any volume or anything. But I, I literally sweated through a T-shirt. Oh. And so I then I, I asked the nurse, I said, hey, can I go to the restroom here for a second? And she said, yeah. So everything that was in me left me. Mm -hmm. And the first saw, sign I saw was exit. And I'm saying to myself, you know, maybe I ought to maybe come back another day. So I went back in. They had this great nurse who said, listen, I do this all the time. It's going to be fine. And he was perfect. He was really good. And the nurses at the hospital were good. But I have been known. I will pass out. 
I've been on the floor, white coats looking over me like, okay, yeah, I think he's coming too now. So my daughter uh, has that. Yeah, man. Listen, man, I am. I, I'd, I'd rather take on tigers and bears barehanded before I take on a needle. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> uh, I'm going to turn you over to wheels here in a second, but I have a question for you, Klabes. Let's go to the phones. And uh, this is Dave, <laughs> I believe. Dave, <laughs> you're on the air. Welcome yeah. to Camo X. And this is a very classic sports call-in question. So we just said goodbye to Yachty and uh, Wainwright and Pujols. Of the people we have now, whether it's uh, you know up on the big leagues or down in the farm system, who do you guys think is the most likely to be the next generational Cardinal? Wow, that's a good question. I think that right now it's between Walker and Wynn by what they've shown in the early stages of their careers. Uh, I mean, these guys are plus players. I don't think there's anybody who's going to argue about that. You know, how they play after that. And, and I think one of the great pluses they have working for them is that they're on a team with Paul Goldschmidt, who is the ultimate pro, uh, probably as fundamentally sound as any player I've seen since Albert, and maybe even more fundamentally sound. Uh, and the way he carries himself on and off the field and is always willing to teach and help. Uh, when you have a chance to share a locker room with a guy like that, you, you have to take advantage of it. And I think those two did. So, I would say those two initially. Uh, I don't know who we have deep in the farm system that has that that label of can't miss, but I would say those two would be a good start. Yeah, the, and I was thinking about it. those. Those are the obvious answers. I think I'm, I'm 100% with you, Klaibs. Is is maybe Gorman that guy or what, potentially that kind of guy? I know he's not the same exciting yeah. talent that Wynn is. He's not a you know he doesn't have the raw, well. I don't know. Maybe he does have the raw power of of Walker. No, but, he's got raw power. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree with you there. I think the concern will be, will he be healthy enough? I mean, you know, yeah. he's already dealing with some back issues at 23 years old. So, you know, is he a guy that can hit 40 homers a year? Sure. I mean, he's got that it factor, man. I, I mean, he, I he's he was the most improved player from last spring training to this year, yeah. as far as I was concerned. I have a Goldschmidt question for you guys. So he's obviously a great baseball player. He seems like a solid, solid dude. He just seems nice and classy. I've never seen him change the even the expression on his face, but I have a feeling if he had to, he'd beat the holy hell out of you. Don't you agree? Like if someone challenged oh, Listen, let me tell you, if there was ever a bench-clearing brawl, I'm going to volunteer somebody else to go after Goldschmidt because I don't even want to go near him. I mean, he first of all, he may be the most physically fit player on the yeah. team. But you know what, Dave? I think if you push his button, it, it'll be that point of no return. And I don't think anybody wants to ex explore that that venture. I completely agree. You always want to be careful of the quiet ones. <laughs> exactly. You might try. I mean, that's why we talk a lot because nobody's scared of us. Yeah. Well, you I mean we you know, we know give you know Bob Gibson's reputation. He wasn't a big talker. He was a quiet guy. You know what? Nope. If we're going to talk about who you're going to fight in broadcasting, you know the last guy I'm going to fight? Mm. Fred Bottomer. <laughs> the quiet he, one. He will, the quiet exactly. he will cry like a grandma while he beats your ass. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> this is going to hurt me more. This is going to hurt you. No, it's hurt me, all right. He's got a ruler oh, out. He's gonna, I'm going to whip your ass. I'm going to feel bad about it, but I'm still going to whip your ass. <laughs> uh, I, I agree. I think Fred would be that guy. <laughs> Great question, Dave. Um, Klaibs, I... Oversimplification, but I mean, th this offseason really comes down to pitching, right? I mean, oh, yeah. the lineup's yeah. in, in a pretty good way. You've got some options as far as how you're going to deploy people. Maybe you add some depth, but I doubt that you even have to make a big effort there. But this is all about pitching. So if it's you, 
Are there a couple of guys that that like you're a fan of that you you know you see all the games you're at the ballpark every day? Are there a couple of guys you think you know what I kind of from from the people I know from what I've seen these guys might be good fits? You know I kind of like Sonny Gray. Uh, doesn't give up a lot of home runs. Has experience. Uh, I'm not signing any of these guys to these six and seven year deals. I think he would be a, an interesting guy. Uh, I, I'm also looking at a guy who can go beyond five innings. So that puts Aaron Nola in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's some other guys that I think we, we're not thinking of that may be playing for another team that you may have to trade for. And I think that's an option yeah. that we have to really take a long, hard look at. There's a couple of players in the Far East and Japan that have accounted for themselves reasonably yeah. well that I think they'll take a look at as also. So you have options, but you just don't have a lot of them. And because of how things unfolded for free agency last year and how most of the free agents this year did not pan out well, you're going to have owners that are going to be very gun shy about long term deals. So I'm of the belief if I can get a guy for two years plus a legitimate option, I'm going to start there. Maybe that doesn't work, but I don't want to be in a situation where we're looking at each other saying who thought signing this guy was a good idea. Can you guys help me understand, speaking of Japanese players, Shoei Otani. Konnichiwa. Arigato. <laughs> uh, Otani just said, my next team's going to have to decide my future, basically my pitcher, my hitter, my both with his surgery. Help me understand. Why wouldn't he just take charge of his own? Oh, he will. <laughs> I don't think he, he never let the you angels dictate anything. He's not going to let that. He's going to determine where he wants to go based on what he hears from those teams. Okay. I agree with you, Kevin. I think everybody's going to have a pitch. I think personally he's going to stay on the West Coast. There's a handful of teams. I think the Dodgers, obviously, San yeah. Diego, the Angels, and the Giants. Uh, Seattle would be interesting, but I don't think he wants to play in the shadow of Ichiro. Good uh, point. He won't yeah. go to the East Coast because those games come on at 8 o'clock in the morning back in Japan, and I think he wants to make sure people there have a chance to see him. So I, I think there's maybe four teams that have a legitimate shot, including the Angels. Yeah, uh, They moved on from their manager. They've got to make some other decisions about how they make that team better. But whoever gets them is going to have themselves a really good player. So when we were kids, we all remembered that the best athlete was the pitcher. The pitcher always hit the home run. Well, he was also playing short when he wasn't pitching. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you think that Otani opens up for at least people to say, okay, we'll give this guy a shot at pitching and hitting, or is he just a one-off? I think that the attraction is being able to do both. And as long as he feels he can do it. Now, granted, you know, he's had some injuries since he's been in the major leagues. So you have to wonder, does that wear and tear eventually catch up to him where he just becomes a hitter? And if he just becomes a hitter, I think most people would say that's okay. Uh, He's got good stuff as a pitcher, but I think he's going to make his living swinging the bat. Yeah, I I think it's a one-off because he's the only one that's had the power to tell teams this is what I'm going to do. The kid yeah. coming out, like Mason Wynn was a two-way player in high school. He didn't have any power to tell the Cardinals what he wanted to do or what yeah. he was going to They're going to put him where they want him. And unfortunately, once they do that, they don't develop both. Teams just don't do that. Very cool. Well, I think, And I think teams don't know how. Yeah, I think you're right. That's another issue. I, I mean, this is uncharted territory for a lot of people in how you, you manage to juggle a guy like that. So we'll, we'll see how it unfolds. All right, Mike, have a great show tonight. Have a great weekend. Can't wait. You guys have a great weekend as well. It's 447 brought to you by the Heise Advisory Group.
53 DGS. Happy Friday. Gorgeous weekend coming up. Uh, if you'd like to be a part of Halloween week, we had a great time about a year ago when we just impromptu said, hey, if anyone out there has any ghost stories, call us. And uh, you guys really brought the noise. And so if you have a ghost story, a Bigfoot story, uh, any kind of uh, paranormal kind of thing, Halloween season, and you want to share it with us, go to DGSHalloween uh, at gmail.com. Give us the, the basics, you know, of what happened, and then we may reach out to you and arrange a time for me to do a, a longer interview, and you can be a part of Halloween week uh, coming up at the end of the month. Is that crazy? Halloween. What? Halloween. I know. It's coming it's up quick. Time of everything. It's just yeah. 24 days away. Nuts. Um, have you guys ever seen the video of the moment of conception where you see that uh, flash or the, the egg and the sperm. You ever seen that? I don't oh, think so. You should look that up. It's amazing. Uh, people on both sides, like, see, clearly there's a God because look at this. And people say, like, no, no, no. That's just the energy of the conception. It's fascinating. Anyway, I saw one of those similar, but it was the creation of a memory in the brain mm. because it, you picture, like, the synapse and the chemistry and the electricity, and you see these little white... Um, they look like the flying tic-tac and the UFOs and they're just moving through what look like veins, but it actually, it's the, the, all the electrical connections in your brain. And then you see it light up and that's me telling you this story right now in your brains. If 10 minutes from now they go, Hey, did Glover tell you about the thing with the brain? You'll go, yeah, he did. I can tell you about it in your brain right now. Things are lighting up as you create new connections. It's nuts. Very interesting. Isn't it? And I wonder if you're not paying attention, if it's just like, eh, nothing's going on up there. <laughs> Good question. I wonder what it sounds like. Pew, pew. <laughs> Sometimes we're not all on the same level, are we? <laughs> it's okay. You can see life created and a memory. I wonder if it goes pew, pew. pew. <laughs> Hey, it's Friday. Hey, I We're just created done. a memory for you. Yes, it's you did. True. Yeah. It was an especially dumb light up. <laughs> it was a really dull light. That one was like, wah, wah. I'm you, telling you. Even if that one was like, like a soft blue light, it's like, Brr. The last 24 years have been nothing but stupid circus light up memories in this brain. Yeah, this one's just like, mm. uh, Last week of baseball for you? Oh, you mean fall ball coaching stuff? Yeah, yeah, until December. Uh, that'll just oh be practice gosh. stuff. That'll just be practice it stuff. It never ends. He's like, it's almost over. These will be the last. It starts back up in one This will week. be the last games until April. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be cold tomorrow morning. <laughs> I got to be there at 730. It's going to be cold. That's a bummer. Yeah, that's all right. I guess. I'll just wear, I'll, call, I'll, I'll look like the kid from Christmas Story. <laughs> Can't put my arms down. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 